Children often have imaginary friends. It is a normal part of growing up. That is, until the imaginary friend starts making herself known and seen. Here's Catherine Harper reading The Lady. We have a house! Arnie strode through the house on Christie Street with Chris on his back. Our house, shouted three-year-old Paul. Neve followed with baby Ingrid. They were finally moving into their own home in Pembroke. Come upstairs, there's more. Neve led her family up the stairs and opened the doors on the landing. This is Mummy and Daddy's room, Ingrid's room, the boys' room. This is the door to the attic stairs. And this, she opened the final door, is the toy room. A toy room, shouted Paul. A bedroom, shouted Arnie. No more being quiet, shouted Crisp. No more in-laws, muttered Neve. After they had settled in, the big house felt more welcoming. Neve painted the toy room bright yellow, and when the sun shone, Paul said it felt like they were inside a sunbeam. But the room wasn't always sunny. Boys, come and pick up your toys. Neve looked at the toys littered over the floor of the toy room. How had they reached the top shelves? She jiggled the crying baby on her hip as the boys came up the stairs. We already picked them up, said Paul. Ingrid was teething and Neve hadn't slept for several nights. Don't lie, she snapped. Go to the room and don't come out till supper. Neve put Ingrid down and returned to the playroom. She ignored the boys whimpering from the next door as she replaced every single toy. She went downstairs and lay down on the Chesterfield, just for a second. Thud, thud, thud. The sound was coming from the toy room. Rage mounting with each step, Neve ran up the stairs. She swung open the toy room door, and all the toys were on the floor again. But the boys weren't there. She opened the boys' door. They were huddled together, scared. Why did you throw the, to the toys on the floor again, Neve cried. We didn't, Mummy, whispered Paul. Over the next weeks, Neve's lack of sleep grow wor grew worse. Occasionally, she heard loud cracks as she was rocking Ingrid to sleep. Once, a door slammed, but she couldn't figure out why. The beautiful autumn leaves turned into a dull brown carpet, and the house seemed to fold in on itself with the cold weather. One Saturday, Neve heard Paul in conversation. She moved to the foot of the stairs to listen more carefully. Paul? Who are you talking to, she called. My friend, he called from the toy room. Neve went up to him. There was nothing in the toy room other than a dead flower smell. Who was it, she asked. My friend, he said. What's your friend's name, she asked. I call her Lady, he said. You've seen her before, she grabbed his arm. No, he said, no. Um, uh, well, I talk to her sometimes. She's nice. She likes me. Neve looked him in the eye. Never talk to her again, she said. From that point on, Neve was in a state of agitation. She barred the boys from the toy room under pain of cancelling Christmas. At the slightest noise, she would run to the toy room. A couple of times she found a toy on the floor 
or smell the dead flowers, but nothing more. Paul remains subdued, playing with Chris in the living room. The first snows began to cover the yard. Neve continued to pick up the occasional toy in the toy room, trying to convince herself that the boys had put them there, even though she knew they never went in. With the cold weather, Neve had to go up to the attic to dry the laundry. One day she felt a rush of cold air as she started up the stairs. Wind must have blown a hole in the roof, she said out loud. However, at the top of the attic stairs, the air was as stale as usual. She pegged the sheets onto the line, then bam! The door below slammed shut. She rushed down the stairs, but the door swung open normally. All is well, she whispered. The next time Neve opened the door to the attic stairs, she felt the cold air, but this time it held the, de the dead flower smell as well. Her heart beat wildly, but she continued up the stairs. At the top, she turned, so she was looking down the dim stairwell. She felt that something, someone was with her, but now it did not feel threatening. She waited. She did not know why, but she began to hum a lullaby. Then she saw the form of a woman, more of a girl at the bottom of the stairs. She couldn't have been more than 18. She wore a long white dress and she held three dead roses. Her dark eyes looked scared and pleading. Neve reached out to her, but the girl began to fade. She wanted to stop her, but all she could think of to say was, I am so very tired. Please stop messing up the toys. Then the ghost disappeared. From then on, there were no more toys on the floor. Whenever she took up the laundry, Neve stood still at the top of the stairs. The ghost would usually appear at the bottom. She never did anything. She just looked scared, then faded away. Neve felt sorry for the girl. She remembered her grandmother speaking about the dead. I hope their souls are at rest. This soul was definitely not at rest. When the landlady next collected the rent, Neve forced a conversation. I've heard rumors about this house being haunted, she began. Nonsense, the landlady replied. But where did the rumors start, asked Neve. Way back, said the landlady. But what were they, the rumors, asked Neve. Some girl hanged herself in the attic or the stairs, don't know anything more. The landlady turned and left. A few days later, Reverend Wright and his wife visited. Neve felt comfortable with the couple and their easygoing ways. Their conversation drifted around parish events. Then, without meaning to, Neve blurted out, Did you know? There's a ghost in the house. There was a short silence then. I might have heard rumors, said Reverend. What makes you think that? I've seen her. A girl, replied Neve. I'm sorry, but if you're looking for an exorcist, he began. No, 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 nothing like that. She's sad. A lost soul. She just needs a little blessing to help her along, said Neve. Well, prayers are definitely my department. Shall we have a go? When Neve opened the door to the attic stairs, they smelled the dead flowers and felt the cold air. The reverend said a gentle prayer and blessed the soul of the ghost. Then Neve began to sing her favorite hymn. Her voice filled the stairwell. When she finished, they stood in silence. 
The cold air began to dissipate, leaving a warm glow. The next day, Neve opened the attic door and everything seemed normal. Then she looked more closely and there was an imprint of a rose on the misted up window. Goodbye, lady, she whispered, and never saw the ghost again. Jeff, if you would stop channeling Liberace for just a second, I'd like to get back to the... We're a little cold. We're a little cold. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Where was I? Oh, yes. Mm. 